Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 434. Today's episode of the Not Old Better Show is part of our special edition COVID-19 update series. Future episodes will discuss the virus, exercise during these times of social distancing, and all other related subjects to COVID-19 and the virus pandemic. For today's show, it's important to point out here right at the outset that this segment isn't sponsored and that no fees are being paid to me or my guest, Jordan Goodman. I say all that because today's show features America's money answers man, Jordan Goodman. Jordan Goodman is a nationally recognized expert on personal finance and is here to offer money advice during the COVID-19 coronavirus crisis. For 18 years, Jordan was on the editorial staff of Money Magazine, where he served as Wall Street correspondent. While at Money, he reported and wrote on virtually every aspect of personal finance. In addition, he served as weekly financial analyst on NBC News at Sunrise for nine years and the daily business news commentator on Mutual Broadcasting Systems America in the Morning Show for eight years. Jordan Goodman is the author and co-author of 13 best-selling books on personal finance, including Master Your Debt, Fast Profits in Hard Times, Goodman's Barron's Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms, and Barron's Finance and Investment Handbook was just republished in a 10th edition. Also, we'll have links where you can find out more information about Jordan Goodman, but we'll also post links to other helpful, free advice about financial planners. These financial planners will offer free advice to distressed individuals regardless of age, but also consumer lenders who have offered to help and how to prepare for refinancing your mortgage as rates are at an all-time low. Don't let the chaos confuse you. Please check it out. And welcome to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, our guest today, Jordan Goodman. Jordan Goodman, host of the Money Answer Show. Welcome to the program. Great to be with you again, Paul. It's good to talk to you again, too, Jordan. I think the timing is right. Certainly, given the state of affairs for our economy, uh, all of the surrounding issues with COVID-19, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, I think some telling things have occurred. And so I want to start with a broad question for you. Have we, our government, the Fed, the economy, are we too focused on the wrong parts maybe of our financial success? You know, we kind of, we praise eliminating waste, which sounds like a, a reasonable goal. You know, why would we not want managers to strive for an ever more efficient use of their resources? But is the economy too efficient and maybe there's no room for these types of financial issues? I think there's going to be a, a sea change in the way we look at the economy coming out of this whole circumstance. Just as in the past we did. After 2008, a lot of things changed permanently based on the financial crisis. After 2001, uh, when the 9-11 and all that, we changed the way we do travel security <laughs> permanently. Coming out of this, I think we're going to change the whole healthcare system and the way we run it and how we respond to pandemics. Um, so efficiency, right, is good, but the n- number of people losing their jobs right now is staggering. It's going to be literally in the millions. And businesses are going to say, well, maybe we don't need that many people to run things as before. Or maybe we don't need as much office space as we had before. We can run things from home. So there's going to be a big rethinking uh, about a lot of aspects of business coming out of this. Another big thing I think will be rethought is overseas supply chains, and particularly China. Uh, Maybe we don't want to have uh, drugs coming from China that they can hold back. Uh, You know, they did it to lower costs. But maybe we're going to want to bring more domestic 
manufacturing back. So there's just going to be a whole bunch of things going to be rethought when this is all over. Certainly one of the things that's going on is with the Fed, and I always like to get your take on what's going on in that big, broad world of the Fed. The Fed had a couple of responses this week. One is to cut interest rates nearly to zero. Why are they doing that? They want to put liquidity into the system. The, the big crunch right now is for individuals and businesses, big, medium, and small, to have liquidity to kind of alive and be surviving of this whole situation. When your customers and your sales dry up through government mandate, it's kind of hard to keep employing people and paying them when you have no revenue. So the Fed is injecting a huge amount of liquidity into the system through the banking system uh, by lowering interest rates to zero, by buying treasury securities and uh, mortgage-backed securities and even corporate bonds. So when the, the Fed buys, say, a treasury bill, that means that the seller of it gets the cash. So that's the way they inject liquidity uh, into the system. And this is going on around the world. Major liquidity inputs from Bank of England, European Central Bank, Japanese Bank, all around the world, huge injections of liquidity. Overall, this whole COVID-19 is a deflationary event, meaning um, much lower economic activity, fewer sales, lower earnings, lower employment, lower asset prices. To offset that deflationary force is this massive pumping of liquidity. Now, under normal circumstances, if they would pump this amount of liquidity and that would cause inflation, but that's not the concern at all right now. It's to offset the deflationary impact of this crisis. And in, in so doing, this is an attempt to stimulate the economy. Is this, is this the right start, do you think? It, it's stimulating the economy a little bit, but it's not really about stimulating. It's about allowing firms to survive. The banks are in the middle of all this, and they've got these lines of credit out. And so all these companies are drawing down their lines of credit to be able to get liquidity. Individuals are drawing down their lines of credit. Well, banks not, are not normally in that circumstance where everybody draws down their line of credit at the same time. So that's why they need the liquidity from the Fed to be able to honor those requests. Um, so uh, it, it's really about survival more than than stimulating the economy. Now, the other side of the ledger is the uh, federal government. That is they're trying to do a stimulus plan uh, by putting money directly into people's pockets, literally sending out checks from the Treasury, um, various small business loan programs, bailouts of entire industries like the airlines, the hotels, the cruise ships, the casinos. Uh, the oil business, all these businesses are getting hurt so badly. You want to have those businesses be around so when things do snap back, you've got a business to bring back. If they go out of business, mm -hmm. there's nothing to bring back. Yeah, businesses are anxious. I think my audience is anxious. I think we are all anxious right now. Should we be concerned about spending money or should we just park it in cash? What's, what's kind of your general take on that subject? Well, just in many cases, you are literally not allowed to spend money at the stores or forced to be closed. It's a very unusual situation. But people are, are buying groceries and you know basic, the, the toilet paper shortage, all these kind of crazy things. Uh, just get what you need. Don't hoard. Just get what you need, basically. Uh, and if you're on the other side, don't price gouge, okay? There's an, actually an executive order against gouging and, uh, you know, hoarding as well. Um, but, you know, get what you need. Yes, the key to surviving this crisis is liquidity. And that's why there's such a rush for liquidity, both on the individual level 
and the business level. You've got to have the money to make it through. So don't spend, and this is why the economy is contracting, don't spend anything that you don't actually need on some kind of a discretionary thing that would be nice. Just not happening. People aren't traveling. They're not going to restaurants. They're not going to amusement parks. Mm-hmm. All that stuff mm-hmm. is just not going to be happening for a while here. Are we at panic point now? Certainly with the investors, are we there? Yeah, I think we're at a panic point. Uh, mm-hmm. I get emails from people all the time. Should I just sell everything because it's all going to go to zero? You know, the answer is no. <laughs> it's not going to go to zero. Uh, I mean, the good news is, if you look around the world, we've got three major cases right now, China, Korea, and Italy, China and Korea particularly, where it's really turned around. They beat the virus by having dramatic social distancing, and now they don't have any new cases. Two and three weeks ago, they had a dramatic spike of new cases. Italy seems to have turned the corner. They're still having a lot of deaths, but fewer and fewer deaths. That's the stage we're in right now. The United States is still in the acceleration period. And obviously, we're in a much bigger country, a diverse country, and not everybody is social distancing as much as they should. You see all these college kids on the beaches of Florida, which makes everybody crazy. Um, in certain states, uh, the, the governor of Idaho said, mayors, you do what you want. I'm not going to tell you, you know, you have to close everything down. But in California, New York, total shutdown. I mean, you have to be working from home. So different states are responding in different kind of ways about this. Uh, but yeah, there's a panic. We've never been through anything like this, really. So there's a financial panic and there's a health panic. Tell our audience, most of whom are over the age of 60, close to that, what what changes should we consider right now to our portfolios? And, and, uh, and how should we kind of plan? Is it a 30-day plan? Is it a six-month plan? Is it a 12-month plan? What are, you, what are you recommending? Well, if you're over 60 and you're still working, uh, keep working. Uh, get as much liquidity put aside as you can. I would be conservative in the kind of investments you put in. I mean, stocks are really cheap right now because of the fall they've had. I mean, it seems a long time ago, Paul, but the end of February, we we're hitting all-time record highs on NASDAQ, Dow Jones, S&P 500. And like a month later, we're down 35 40%, sometimes more in individual stocks. That's the sharpest decline ever in stock market history. So, uh, you know, you've missed getting out at high prices, let's put it that way. If you sell now, you're selling maybe at or near the lows. Every time in the past, people have sold after some kind of a decline, they felt sorry later. This grew after 2008, after 2001, after 9-11, even as recently as December 2018, the market was down about 20%. If you sold out of panic, you've, you felt stupid as the market recovered. I would say panic is not a strategy, basically. So uh, if, you have, if you don't need the money right now, I really don't think you should be selling at these low levels. But gird yourself emotionally for further losses. We're going to go down further, I think, as this keeps, keeps spreading. I mean, I, we're going to have millions of unemployed people in America and probably millions getting the, uh, the virus. Uh, the governor of New York said between 40 and 60 percent of New Yorkers are going to end up getting the virus. Well, that would be 10 million people or something like that. Uh, California said, I think, 56 percent are going to get the virus. That's 18 million. I mean, these are going to be big, big numbers. And as that happens, the stock market's going to be under a lot of pressure because these companies have to button down and keep their employees home and not do production and not have sales. So it's going to take a real toll. I saw a, an estimate this morning from, I think it was Morgan Stanley, 
saying they think the economy in the first quarter is going to be dropping at a 24% annual rate. 24%. That's much bigger than even the depression. Okay, but we could snap back fast as well. But right now, we're still on the, the falling knife part. As they were saying Wall Street, don't try to catch a falling knife. Hmm. We've got a falling knife of an economy and stock market right now. Good gosh. Jordan Goodman, author of the book, Master Your Debt, and host of the show, The Money Answers. We're going to put up links to where you can find out more information about Jordan Goodman. But Jordan, I know you've developed a page for... I have. I've got a special landing page just for your audience. Uh-huh. And that's uh, go.moneyanswers.com forward slash not old better. And on there, uh, free things. I've got a newsletter that I put out. Uh, I've got some links uh, to various useful resources, uh, links to moneyanswers.com. I do a weekly, what's called the Money Answers Week in Review. I do the Money Answers Minute on different topics. I do the weekly Money Answers Show podcast. I've got all kinds of resources in many, many different areas that can help people mm-hmm. weather the storm. Yeah, recent podcast by Jordan Goodman is How Bad Could It Get? So you're talking about this stuff. You know about this very well, Jordan Goodman. And um, of course, you've been popular with our audience in the past. We would love to have you come back and talk about this as we kind of break free from some of this. But best to you. Thanks for your time. And um Gosh, we're going to have to follow this very closely, but thank you, Jordan Goodman. Very good. It's going to be a, a jittery time, but we'll make it through. My thanks to Jordan Goodman for his renowned investor advice and information. My thanks to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Please be safe, be well, practice smart social distancing, and talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>